powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. It's March Mania at Sports Interaction. NHL, NBA, March Madness, MLB, and so much more. It's bananas. Play Pinata Picks and Minute Madness, exclusive games with insane odds you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app in Ontario using the QR code on your screen or head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. It's, uh, it's always fun to uh, see a team you cheer for play so well against, without a doubt, I think for the first time in a while we have, uh, in several seasons anyway, we have a... Uh, a for sure best team in the league. Uh, not mm. not even two weeks after losing five nothing to Chicago, five two to Vancouver, and five one to Calgary. So, look at me. I'm already finding a way to get upset about things. Hello, everybody. Mm. Welcome to Game Over Ottawa, and I am very happy to be joined by uh, God. I don't even know how to start your resume, man. Anyway, we're joined by Doogie Please Twenty Four. We'll say <laughs> Twitch streamer, YouTuber, esports commentator. Like host of the Tugi's Take podcast. Um, if you got like five more for me to add, I'll happily I'll happily throw them in the mix. I, I'm I'm terrible about taking any sort of uh, <laughs> any sort of praise. So feel feel free to stop there. It's perfectly fine. All right. Well, um, so Tugi, you are on the show because hmm. you're a Bruins fan, and. Yeah. Um, one of the very few Bruins fans I, uh, well, well, this is actually the first time we're ever speaking to each other, um, right. but you're one of the very few, and I'm probably outing myself as a hater here, one of the few Bruins fans I, like, not only tolerate, but enjoy listening to. So, um, we'll get into the, we'll get into the game here uh, momentarily, but, uh, you know, I, I, I need, I need to ask, what is it like watching a historic season unfold for the team you cheer for because like i can't i can't even begin to like imagine what that's like i i have been trying to wrestle with my thoughts on this bruin season all season long because heading into this season you expected them to be good they get david Krejci back you know they of course brought in hampus lindholm for last season even though as i've Always said, I think they needed someone like Max Domi more last season, but then getting Lindholm for this season has been amazing. It's just been one of those things, and excuse me, I'm getting over a cough, but it's just been one of those things where I've tried to enjoy it, but we have been so spoiled as Boston sports fans that we have been conditioned to know that it can be as good as it possibly can be in the regular season, but if you fall short, you're going to be more remembered for falling short than you are it going to be an historical season. Uh, primary example, uh, the 2007 New England Patriots. Nobody remembers an undefeated season. They just remember them losing in the Super Bowl. So I have been trying on a game-by-game -game basis to enjoy every second of this season. At the same time, uh, am I kind of scared of them... Uh, getting uh, blue jackets like the uh, like uh, Tampa Bay did a couple of years ago. A little bit, a little bit. I'm going to be very nervous for that first playoff series, no matter who it is. But um, it's it's been great, but more stressful than it probably should be. But right. So are you are you bought you Boston teams across the board? Yeah. 
All Sorry, right. but yes. <laughs> I hate it and I'm jealous. Um Yeah. So alright, well we'll talk about this game because uh well, first one of all, thing the... really quickly. I, sure. I am paying attention to the chat. And Aaron, here's the thing. Who sunk the Boston Bruins against the Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs last season? Who scored that series clinching goal? Max Domi. There you go. Anyway, continue, my friend. <laughs> so um, I understand your point about finding a way to be nervous. It has that ha- a game by game. And, and in a game like this where it, maybe there's nervousness just in the fact that, like, best case scenario against the Ottawa Senators of all teams is an even season record. Um mm. So do you find any, is there any anxiety in that going into this game or is it, is it, or has, have things eased since you, you know, uh, cheer for a team that clinched a playoff spot with a quarter of the season to go plus a um, hundred points in whatever it was, 61 games, I think like, yeah. ha, is, is, are, are we at the point now where maybe, maybe, maybe even like, regardless of who the opponent is, it, it, is it now at a point of like, okay, all I have to worry about is injuries or is it still like a game by game? Like, oh, this, this bad shift by, I won't even say bad shift by Pasternak. I don't think he has that in him. Uh, like this bad shift by whoever that has me worried. And then they look fine the next shift. Or, I don't know, Cause like, that's how my brain works whenever I'm watching a team that is at all competitive that I cheer for. So I'm, I'm, I, I managed to find a way to make everything uh, about a game community nervous wreck. I mean, it, it's still, it, it is still that because you know you kind of mentioned for the Bruins not all that long ago, any they're they're under the microscope if they start to slip, and I, I don't envy right. the position that the team is in for that reason. Um, yeah. Earlier this month, they lost to Edmonton, uh, Detroit, and Chicago. Uh, three out of their four games, they ended up losing, especially that Chicago loss. People are looking at them like, oh, okay, like is this the time where right before the playoffs they start to slip? And now they've won four straight games after that, after tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is definitely that, right? Again, when they're under the microscope to that level, anytime you start to have like a perceived effort slip, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of rough. And especially against a team like Ottawa, where, I mean, I don't know, I guess some people it's like, oh, division rival. I have nothing against the sense, though. If anything, I'm very much rooting uh, for the sense. I do have a bit of a soft spot. Uh, for them um obviously i think you know uh, you guys for the longest time kind of had that attention of eastern conference final run sorry to bring that up and then not being able to follow that up because of uh ownership shortcomings not to speak ill of the dead yeah Um, yeah (laughs) but yeah (laughs) but it's it's definitely one of those things where it's just like it was so great over last year and especially this year to see them improve and on paper to look so to look so good. And then for tonight, the thought was, okay, you know, they're heading into this game. They played in Pittsburgh last night. Um, I, I do want to call it relatively close, but not really, because I feel like the Sens, I watched a lot of that game. I do feel like the Sens controlled most of that game. Um, but it's just one of those things where heading into it, it's like, okay, I'm not really rooting for the Bruins to hurt Ottawa's playoff chances uh, more so than I'm like, well, I don't want my team to lose, but hey, it'd be interesting if the Sens were to win this and keep that Eastern, you know, wildcard playoff race alive. But uh, definitely with the 
you know, the effort level that the Sens had for Pittsburgh. I was wondering if they could keep that up heading into this game. And we will talk about it. I, in terms of teams on a back-to-back and effort levels, I don't know if I've seen someone or like a team collectively have as much effort as the Sens did tonight. And it makes me wonder if they didn't play the night before, if we'd be talking about a little bit of a different result. Yeah, I think to put it into perspective, uh, on last night's show with my co-host Maud, um, we were talking about like what are our expectations for the game against the Bruins. And I said, listen, they just gave up like 50 shots tonight against the Penguins. They're probably gassed. Um, if they lose by two, I'm thrilled. So, you know, I, I'm, I am so happy with the, uh, with the uh, effort level on, on this game. I'm really, really impressed by it. Um, I will say that it is a bit of a bummer that I think the uh, the game-winning goal was on an iffy penalty call against Tim Stutzla. That said, the Sens did not convert on a bunch of chances that they probably should have. They had a lot of opportunities. Um, we're, we're at a strange... I don't know I don't know if you've been looking at uh, special team rankings mm-hmm. throughout the season all that much, but yeah, like the Sens started out horrible power play, and then the power play on fire which was great because the team did not know how to score five on five and now the sends for about about a month five or so weeks now uh can only score five on five they the power plays just disappeared so i i, I do want to like also touch on that just in general about like um how do i put it like <sighs> You can play. I, th- I think that I think the Sens are poised to be. If they make the playoffs, I think they're in a great position to play spoiler against someone. But like when when you're either scoring on the power play or five on five, not both. Like you're never going to make it too far, especially when you're down to you know uh, the Sens today played their third string goalie and they had to scratch their fifth string goalie because he played last night. So their fourth guy was called back up. Sound like it's 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 a it's a rough situation and. Um, that's why myself and a lot of the Suns fans are maybe maybe it's coping, but I think I think we really do believe that next year is the year. Um, it it, oh, it I... makes it tough. Like I said, that rough road trip, right? Like where they just lost a bunch of super winnable games, but it's games like this against the Bruins that kind of give me some hope. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said, the effort level for the Sens was just there throughout pretty much the entire game. Like, yeah, third period, they didn't get that many yeah. shots. And the Bruins started to kind of get that momentum going again. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, I don't view it as like coping or excuses. I mean, it's a viable thing to say when you head into this season, expecting your goaltending tandem to be Forsberg and Talbot. And now all of a sudden here you are in March. Sogard playing is not that surprising, but the fact that you guys have had to play Kevin Mandelis and now Dylan Ferguson, if you were to miss out on the playoffs, then yeah, it's, it's understandable in that set of circumstances. So I I wouldn't call it coping. I mean, uh, God, you know, missing out on, um, I mean, their number one center and Josh Norris for all of what, seven, eight games. I don't quite remember the exact amount. I mean, he played, I I think he played five and came back for, yeah, like six and a half, I guess about that. Yeah. So So. it's just one of those things where, you know, if they fall short, which, it's looking like they might. I don't feel like Sens fans are wrong for thinking that next year is the year that they get back into the playoffs. I mean, especially like I know there's been a lot of conversations about DJ Smith. I mean, there were um, conversations about him when he was with the Leafs as to whether or not, you know, he was head coach right. material. Um, but 
in, in terms of a team showing up and giving a really strong effort level, um, you'd like to think like, okay, you maintain that effort level, our goaltending stays healthy, and then we have the star players next year. I mean, DeBrinket will likely feel more comfortable. Tim Stutzel, I mean, if there was a breakout player award in terms of, okay, you're someone who's been in the league already, it's not quite rookie of the year, but you're someone who on paper, you've taken that next step forward. Uh, Tim Stutzel has taken, what, two or three steps forward by that logic yeah. this year. So I, I fully agree. Like, you guys have all the reason in the world to feel confident in the Sense fans next season. Yeah, I think I think that, I honestly, like, I think Forsberg makes for as far as like a playoff team goes, I think Forsberg would make a great like a one B kind of goalie. I don't know if I'd want to rely on him completely for 60 plus games. Um, apparently Talbot's made a known he doesn't want to uh, come back to Ottawa. So um, goaltending bit of a question mark uh, going into next season. But yeah, I think I think a full season of Josh Norris, knock on wood. Um, Zub not getting hurt three separate times throughout the season, knock on wood. Like I think there are you know, some, some, some reasons to be hopeful for next season. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I think tonight's a, a little, a little glimpse into what can possibly be, uh, next year if everything clicks. Uh, that said, I do want to come back to the Bruins for a bit because the Bruins as a team confuse me. So <laughs> the Bruins have only missed the playoffs twice since 07 Yes. And the back-to-back years of the mid 2010s. So the Bruins have, and, and I think um, it was back-to-back seasons. The Sens ended their official chances at the playoffs. Two of them, not mistaken. That sounds right. I think um, it yeah. Um, so the Bruins only missed the playoffs twice since 07, 08, um, and then it was just yeah. I think it was what yeah, uh, 2015 and 16. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 2015 is when they did the little retool there, uh, moved some guys out, had. Yeah. You know, listen, Jake DeBrusque is good. Jake DeBrusque, <laughs> undoubtedly good. The second you say 2015 to well, a Bruins have, fan, I mean, yeah. it's just. Well, I have to touch on point. it because the Bruins, for the first time in nearly a decade, are looking questionable. And then they have what is probably one of the biggest fuck ups in draft, in recent draft history, at least in the last couple of decades, three early first round picks. Listen, DeBrusque is good, but there's arguments to be made about several players picked later in that first round who most teams would probably want more than them, right? Um, I, should, I should have known you were going to go this direction once once the Sens lost tonight, by the way. But, <laughs> no, this is the thing, though. But this is the thing. They were never that bad. The two seasons they missed the playoffs, they had at least 93 points. Yeah. And then, so, so that's the thing. The Bruins get 96 points. Oh, no, better retool. Nuts. Um botched the draft, missed the playoffs again with 93 points, okay? And then fast forward seven and a half years later and now on a historic friggin' like season with another Stanley Cup final appearance in there since that draft. Like, the... Like, nice so, here, buddy. Uh, I'm just, listen, no, 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 listen. I, don't I, know you're, I know you're talking about it from like I'm a positive jealous. perspective. I'm jealous of this, man. Yeah. Like, this is, you know, <laughs> what I, like, so, like, can you take me through, like, what made the retool work when clearly, at least drafting at that point and those trades probably didn't so much? Like, why is it that this team 
like what is it about this team that makes them so good consistently? And you can say it's just Patrice Bergeron. I'd understand. Like, yeah, just, that's where I was going to go with this. Actually, yeah. was uh, Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand being two? Okay, so I don't know if I'll I don't know if I'll get heat for for saying this. Uh, Patrice Bergeron's a generational talent in terms of he has, and I'm, uh, hey, there have been other elite two way forwards. It's a shame Mark Stone doesn't have a Selkie. Anze Kopitar could have more. Is there a team in the league that would say no, with the exception of Edmonton? No, we wouldn't have won. Even then, who wouldn't have wanted Patrice Bergeron as their 1C for the duration of Bergeron's career? You know? So, I don't know. Like, Maybe generational is yeah. too strong if we want to say, well, that's reserved for Crosby McDavid. Fine. But yeah. it's Patrice Bergeron getting paid peanuts. And Brad Marchand also making half, almost close to half of what he could be oh, making. Oh, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Like, yeah. And and like Pasternak that... being on what is going to be another sweetheart deal. Like, it's yeah. like. That's that's the biggest <sighs> thing that they that they yeah. had. Like, yeah, through, through draft screw ups and everything like that. And even to that Max Domi point from last year, just to mention that in no way do I think Max Domi is a superior player, but the Bruins have had that ability to, you know, be able to spread the wealth around the lineup throughout the years because right. of those cheaper contracts. Um, and that was one of those things where it's like, okay, defensively, When's the last time you really recall the Bruins being all that bad defensively? It probably was those two seasons that they missed. Even last year, they weren't that bad defensively. They still go out and get Hampus Lindholm. And now again, this season, I mean, he has been one of the best defenders in the NHL, uh, depending on you know what metrics you prefer. Uh, but yeah, it, it comes down to Bergeron, Marchand, David Posternock's deal looking amazing i mean again he's going to be going from essentially 6.7 to 11 and a quarter and people are still saying he's on a steal no matter what and i tend to agree um with those people so yeah i i I have to give the majority of the credit to just the star players taking those cheaper deals and allowing the bruins to kind of fill out that lineup a little bit more throughout the season Man, I got my fingers crossed with new ownership that Ottawa is finally going to be a place where players want to take the discount and stick Mm -hmm. around. That's a whole other thing, too. So, yeah, Um, I will say that I am um, I am I am uh, a little split on this game, just partially because it is uh, playoff season in fantasy hockey and uh, I'm a genius. And my last pick on one of my teams um Actually, well, both my teams are in first right now, but my 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 final pick on one of my teams was was Allmark, and like, mm. what the <laughs> hell is going on, man? Like, everyone, I mean, that's the thing. Everyone knows that Allmark was solid coming into the season. Like, there was no yeah. no doubt, solid goalie. But everyone had a, had the one A one B in mind, right? With 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 him and Swayman, like, yeah. It was going to be if they didn't split the season evenly. It was going to be just a fight for you know who's going to be the starter in the playoffs. Um, like how? Okay, so this is a bad this is a bad question because you've got to see <laughs> Tim Thomas at his best, and then Tukarask, and then I don't even want my question. When is, Boston not, that, when is Boston not? When is when is Boston not going to have a phenomenal goalie? Because like, 
what the like what's like why i mean there are some franchises that just always right the rangers the bruins um i mean like those are probably the two most uh the teams that consistently have like arguably the best goalie at any point so I have no idea what the Bruins' like coaching staff is for outside of who's standing on the bench most of the time, right? Like, it, it, has there been a consistent goalie coach for a long time that you know of? Like, like is it? What's the deal with Bruins and having great goalies? Well, I'll, I'll say this in terms of the whole great goalie deal. Like, if you look at those post 5 lockout teams, there was some weird moments there with. Minnesota Wild legend Manny Fernandez. <laughs> right. Uh, Marty Turco was a Boston Bruin. Like there was there were some weird times in terms of that. But right. yeah, obviously once Tim Thomas went on his run, I mean that was kind of signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, I'm glad you talked positively about Tuka Rask because it's something that uh, a lot of people within Boston don't. Is it? Feel? it- I don't know what's weirder between that or the Luongo haters in Vancouver. Like, it, it mm. neither one makes made any sense to me at any point. Yeah, uh, but Andy so in chat strange. mentioned it. Their goalie coach since 03, I want to say 03, 04, uh, has been oh. uh, former NHLer Bob Essenza. Uh, he has been there ever since. And, yeah, I mean, the guy's the guy's a wizard. Essentially, I mean, again, like, obviously, it's that, it's that mix of goalie coaching versus the talent themselves and where that line is. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've, it's funny. I actually put more value into goalie coaches being a part of the equation uh, after Eddie Lack went to Carolina and I got to witness a lot of Canucks fans, um, you know, saying that, Hey, Carolina should fire their goalie coach because Eddie Lack isn't this bad. Um but yeah, ever since then, I, I did actually start to put a little bit more focus on goalie coaches. And yeah, Bob Essence has been there the entire time. And it's like, he was he was a decent NHLer. I mean, you know, mostly through the 80s and 90s. But, you know, just one of those guys where it's like, okay, you know, solid NHL career. And then, yeah, you're able to just turn that into a coaching career that, I mean, again, it's been almost 20 years now as the Bruins goalie coach. And yeah, he, he's been a pretty constant thread. Yeah, I imagine the uh, all caps uh, WTH man is directed at me for not knowing Boston's goalie coach. Hi, uh, host <laughs> of an Ottawa Senators show. So um, <laughs> that said, uh, you know, Ottawa, uh, who's had such stars as uh, Pascal LeClaire and um, Brian Elliott before he was good. Um, so Razor Ray Emery. Oh, hey, like, shout out to Razor. Yeah, gotta love Ray Emery. Gotta love him. Um Unfortunate it didn't work out uh, in Ottawa. That's 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 a whole other story. But um, yeah, would have loved Lots to see of, that. I mean, been, like you know, to your point. Like that's a part of the reason as to why the uh, Andrew Hammond story was so crazy. It's not just like, oh, here's this goalie doing what he's doing. He's doing it for Ottawa. We might actually have a goalie. <laughs> that was kind of the yeah. sense that I got from Suns fans at the time. Yeah. Other than uh. You know, I mean, you can look back at the point where at one point the Sens had a uh, prime Craig Anderson, Robin Leonard, and Ben Bishop all on the roster, and just didn't it just didn't go anywhere. Um, you got you got club legend Corey Conacher for uh, for Ben. Oh, I was there, just about to, yeah, for that <laughs> he looked half decent in uh in one playoff round where they beat the Habs, and that's about that's about it. Um, <laughs> the record. 
I don't know if anyone, if any other game over tonight, it's going to be mentioning Manny Fernandez and Corey Conacher. So I feel like, you know, people that tuned in, you made the right choice. Weirdly enough, I think Corey Conacher has come up on this show like at least four times. I'm happy. Which is wild. I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy. Yeah. For that. <laughs> Honestly, well, so my, 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 there was a game. Um, I think, I think it was one of the Habs games uh, where my co-host and I, we just did not feel like talking about the game. And so we just spent the whole, I, I, I made this game where I just give you a jersey number and you have to like, tell me the most obscure Ottawa center to wear that jersey number. And we put our answers against you. It was a good time. And mm. I, I can sit here and just talk about obscure hockey players for hours. Um, yeah, same. So it's a, <laughs> it's a good time. Um, yeah, Corey Conacher. Love that dude. Um I, okay, so you're you're a Jersey guy. Yes. Well, look at the background. Uh, known mm-hmm. for a long time, you're a Jersey guy. Um, let's just get real mad. Um, with the announcement that the NHL is moving on from Adidas, or I think it was the Adidas, no, it's Adidas moving on from the NHL. I think because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was Adidas who said, "No, nah, we're good." Um, yeah. So the NHL uh, signing, I believe it's a 10-year deal with Fanatics to be the mm-hmm. official uh, supplier, manufacturer of uh, of NHL jerseys. So I'll, I'll just say everything I know, and then I'll let you just run with it. So I know that they are taking over the uh, same uh, plant, factory, whatever you want to call it, that Adidas was using before. So I have few issues with what i expect the on ice product to be i think i think the i think the jerseys that the players are going to have are probably fine but with good reason everyone is real nervous about uh the apparel about the jerseys Mm -hmm. and anything from hoodies and t-shirts that will be available uh to the general public because the nhl doesn't like selling the uh official jerseys so i think i don't so I'd love to hear any horror stories you maybe have with Fanatics um, products, well, or if there's any reason that you know, if, if, maybe you've, maybe you, uh, you know, maybe you're balling out and you uh, have been specifically just buying the, uh, you know, the the authentic replicas, and and talk about why that's the uh, why that's the case. It's just, yeah. So I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that every jersey I own is you know the the made in Canada top of the line. What they, you know. But right. at the same time, you know, I, I'm a fan of the in-between, depending on the jersey. I do not have a Fanatics-branded jersey. Um, obviously, for a casual hockey fan that wants a jersey, it is a good option because you're not going to care too much about the details. Um, for the next two lines up, I mean, yeah, in terms of quality, it, it's just not going to compare. You mentioned that they're keeping the same factory, which is great, but in terms of the idea of, well, the Fanatics brand, they're set up for success. I don't care because I still don't <laughs> trust them. In terms okay, of quality yeah. control, they have given no reason for anybody, whether or not it's with a jersey, a hat, a t-shirt, to have any confidence in their quality control and what they're going to be able to provide. So it is one of those situations where it's like, okay, let's you, you got to prove yourselves at this point. Like There's a reason why the reaction to this news was so negative. We'll see kind of what happens now moving forward. But yeah, for me in the short term, I'm like, oh, good. I I don't have to worry about buying any more jerseys anytime soon. My bank account's going to be feeling pretty good. Um, you know, no temptation's a great thing. But yeah, all, all in all, my hope is that they do take that 
step up and that rightful fear that the community has right now in regards to this is proven to, you know, I mean, it's never going to be proven to have been incorrect, but, you know, we're proven to be winning, you know, one over, I should say, uh, and it's a winning situation for them as we go down the line. But yeah, I, I uh, was not all that happy waking up to that news because it was kind of the nightmare scenario in terms of you know, so many other options that were out there uh, for the NHL to go with. And the fact, too, that it's a 10-year deal. That's yeah. so NHL for it to be a 10-year deal. You just, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. Again, I am a general uh, sports fan in terms of, yes, I have interest in the NBA, MLB, the NFL I don't recall these leagues necessarily signing 10-year-long sponsorship agreements or manufacturing agreements. It just seems like such a Gary Bettman in the NHL thing to do to make these long-term commitments, just like they did with NBC. I, uh, you know, again, like there were people joking like, ah, oh, this is the versus, the NHL on versus uh, <laughs> jersey deal rather than a television deal. So I, I don't know. Uh Jury's out, obviously. We'll see. But yeah, I, I am very much on the side of not having uh, much confidence. But the, the good thing is I can look over to this rack of 60, 70 some odd jerseys in the one behind me and say, hey, you know what? I'm good. I don't really even need any more. It's fine. There are more that I want, but I'm good for now in case it does end up being uh, as negative as we might think. Yeah, so for me... um I don't have too many jerseys and they're almost purely all Sens jerseys. Um, my issue is more so with, okay. So like, say everything works out fine. I don't know if anyone knows any information on this as well, but you know, typically when, when it moved over to Reebok and then when it moved over to Adidas, there were slight, you know, uniform changes as far as like what every Jersey has as far as a basic template. I don't know if anyone's heard anything about, what i don't you know if there if there's any plans on that happening with, with i don't this? think so was was the word at least not for a couple of years okay. into the deal which a lot of ducks fans were upset about uh, at least for the ones who were tired of the the big webbed foot yeah and, uh, other teams as well i think that had their hopes up for a rebrand because my my issue is and i might i i don't know i might be in the minority here but uh my big problem with the adidas jerseys were i hate I hate the bib. I hate the really thick collar. Mm. I don't know. Again, I don't. I haven't talked to enough people about this. I don't know if I'm the minority on that or or what the deal is. Um, I've always loved like a thinner, like the kind of the yeah. Reebok looking. Or or there, I mean, there are teams that also just like have made a point of yeah, like what the jersey you're wearing. You know, it, it's it's got it, but like there's a point of you know some of the collar is a different color and thinner looking. I don't know. I. That's my one gripe with uh, with the new Sens jerseys is how thick the the collar is, but and that's not as uh, partly why I haven't bought a new one yet. But not as bad as Chicago when Reebok was first a thing and they had the big white all around Pilgrim <sighs> collar. That was uh, that was a fun yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if uh, you know there's gonna be many changes made. Sound like you said. I guess sounds like there's a uh, probably gonna be minimal. Uh, changes made other than the quality maybe um so what happens uh like because i don't know maybe maybe like you know some some people who have been buying nhl merch for years maybe they're immediately going to be turned off by the idea but for the more casual fans it'll probably take a few really rough orders to really kick in so say like how quickly you know after say 
two years down the line and jersey sales are really just, you know, hoodie sales, whatever. Just NHL merch in general, the sales have dropped off completely. Say say that's what say things go exactly as poorly as so many people are imagining. How quickly does does Batman go, okay, we might we might need to find a new partner here. Like, is that even a thing that he would consider? Like, I mean, I'm sure fanatics as a brand wouldn't want to work a clause in to the deal that says, Hey, if we're not holding up our end of the bargain, oh, you can sure. bail on us a quarter of the way through. But yeah, I mean, Hey, if you don't want that clause in pay the NHL more money. And apparently this was a good enough deal for the NHL to again, lock in for 10 years, which it's that's scary i guess that's i guess so. I, I, man i am in my 20s currently and i will be uh, rapidly approached well i mean technically the deal doesn't kick in for what a year i think is it the i'm gonna be pushing 40 by the time that following. deal is done i'm i'm scared i'm scared is that is that beginning 24 25 oh, i can't remember exactly what the uh what the term was i i was reading the yeah. article through tears that has God, so, that has that has me upset now because twenty four twenty five is when they're going to be the on yeah. ice uh, outfitter. So yeah, so we'll have a, start... a year and a half. Oh boy, I'll be a fresh mm. uh, I'll be a fresh twenty eight when that kicks in. So well. <laughs> I'll, be 30, I'll be thirty eight by the time we get nice jerseys. Awesome. All right. So I, I guess I guess I'll rephrase the question then over under on on how many years until the NHL regrets that. <laughs> putting you on the spot it, oh god it, based on fanatics reputation right now they should regret it already um mm, yeah and if they only show slight improvement it won't take long one or two years for them to be like yep this is probably a mistake um but again i i'm hoping for the best i'm not rooting for the quality oh, of for jerseys sure, yeah. to take a nosedive but again, we just have just, the track record no to look at right exactly yeah all right, so you heard it here first. Tugi puts the over-under at one and a half. Uh... <laughs> as long as we have to wait for them to actually start is about how long afterwards they have yeah. until we expect it to go poorly. Yeah, well, we'll say one and a half starting now. So, Oh, fair. See. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Um. So we better uh, we better wrap things up here before uh, before Zoom kicks us out. Um. So all that to say, the Boston Bruins are a very good team. Boston in general has very successful sports teams, uh, and I'm not at all jealous. And the Ottawa Senators are supposed to be better next season, but I don't know about you. Uh, but looking at the Atlantic Division still gives me uh, it makes me upset. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in I mean, like I did want to say for the Sens though, it's like again they had the season lead heading into this game. Um, they got off to a really good start, like energetic after playing the night before. I was very impressed with them on the penalty kill and their shot blocking efforts. Dylan Gambrell scored for the first time in almost 50 games. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but third line know, center th- quite often for some reason. You can't yeah, make the playoffs like the, just, with third line center, Dylan Gambrell. Yeah. Like just the biggest thing is like more experience in the Bruins lineup, more experience behind the bench in a way. I mean, Jim Montgomery oh, called. Sure a timeout on that five on three power play that was like wild. 11 minutes into the game. Like the wild. confidence that that coaching staff has to make those ballsy calls has been a huge difference maker this year. So again, in general, and I, you know, I get, we kind of had more like general conversation instead of about the game this year. 
um, or for this you know show. But it's just one of those things where this year, like I said, I, I am impressed by the Sens and the effort level. It's not as if they were terrible. Some Sens fans might have preferred that to get a higher draft pick. Um, but it's one of those things where I do think they have, you know, a, a good outlook, especially moving in the next season if they can stay healthy. It's just that, again, like case in point, third period, six on four power play as the game's winding down. And it's Marchand and Bergeron just dominating puck possession in those yeah. final, you know, 90 seconds or so. As they do unfortunately for for sense fans all right well uh with that we're gonna call it here man thank you so much for coming on the show i really really appreciate it i've uh, been looking forward to this for months uh since it's, I, it's uh, over I, before it even started i i could have been here for another hour it's a shame man i'll have to uh i'll bring you on again next year man next season I'll, I'll uh, once, once once that man once that schedule's out we'll figure out what uh what days work for you, man. So, um, yeah, thanks again for coming on. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening, depending on which way you're doing that. If you're watching it, like the stream. Click subscribe to SDPN. And if you're listening to it on Spotify, uh, head over onto your phone or your laptop and uh, go to SDPN and, and subscribe there, too, because uh, I asked very nicely. So, uh, all right, folks, thanks again for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time. Advice Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.